0: Let's talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple, each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, Download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5. Deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to go, pretty boy?
1: And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 83 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday episode here at 4th Line Voice headquarters. It is actually looking like it's warming up here, folks. We're actually getting out of the deep freeze. And, uh, yes, it is no longer minus uh, 50. Actually, uh... Looks like it's going to be pretty good out there. At, uh, I think it's like, they're talking like plus temperatures. I said there'll be people walking around. I might be walking around in shorts here. I think it's like minus four right now. Can't complain. But, um, yeah, here we are. Another Sunday episode. Uh, as as uh, Joe says I should call it, it's, uh, the Sunday shit show. Shit, no, shit, shit show Sunday. That's what it is. Yeah, basically kind of... Uh, I don't know. Talk about the topics of the day. Usually, what I'm mad about on social media, on social media, or uh, you know, read some old articles or or what have you. Like I said, it's a number of things happen around here on a Sunday. But uh, um, going forward, I had talked about it last week. Um, I think one of the features I'm going to do on Sunday will be kind of a player spotlight, and I'm basically just um, um, it's just that as a spotlight a guy that uh, you know under the radar. Under, I don't want to say he was underrated, but unknown's probably not even the right word. Hmm. I don't even know what it's. Yeah, I guess underrated, or just um, you know one of those. Uh, but I'm gonna to try to pick, like I said, I'm gonna to try to pick a guy that um, that there's at least footage of out there. You know, I don't want to. Oh, he was really tough. Yeah, you should have seen him back in the '80s in the, you know, in Des Moines. You know, it's like oh, okay, right on. You know, but uh, so I kind of go around you like um, last week. Um, I picked, uh, former WHL, uh, player Tanner LaSanne, um, with the Swift Current Broncos. And, um, of course he's, uh, played in the Western Hockey League. Um, it's, uh, uh, the years are escaping me, but it's like 2012 and 13 and 14, like in there. So, I mean, all this stuff was available on hockeyfights.com. I mean, all the videos were up. So, and I'm going to do something similar with that, uh, with today's guy. Um, we'll get into, um. But going, you know, I'll also do like some NHL guys, or do well, not maybe even in, not NHL guys, but probably minor league guys or what have you. But uh, I just happened to be, uh, um, looking looking this guy up for uh, somebody had asked me about a pitcher or something, and uh, and uh, I found one, and, and he was along, or he was along in the pitchers, and it was like, oh yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, um, he'd he'd actually fit perfect for the. Player spotlight. So I will do that, and uh, yeah. Other than that, um, you know, we'll talk about uh, is Scott Stevens a spot picker? Yeah, that's right, Joe. I'm going there. Um, I'll get more into that, um, and then I'm going to continue um, with the uh, the best in the East. Um, back in the day, in the '80s and '90s, um, the Regina Leader Post um, would do. Uh, they would give ballots to the uh, players and coaches and have them vote on the, on the Western hockey league on the, in the Eastern conference. Um, you know, best stick handler, best shooter, best player, blah, blah, blah. But one of the categories was best fighter. And, um, I covered the late eighties in the last week's episode, a couple years. I think I have like from 1987, I think that's when they started doing it up till Oh four. I think I, and I have every year, uh, except for one, uh, It's a mid nineties one or something. But, um, I'd like to thank again, Kevin Shaw for getting me those. Um, and they also did best in the West. So if anybody out there has any copies, I don't know what newspaper sponsored the best in the West. Um, but if anybody in the sound of my voice has any, has a copy of those, or even just knows who the fighter, the top fighters were in the West, um, from those polls, let me know. Um, but yeah, so I'll do a couple years of those, uh, the 1990 and 91. And, uh, yeah. And like I said, we'll just sort of, uh, ramble on here. Um, like I said, this is episode 83. Um, so I encourage anybody to go back and, and please check out the, you know, 82 previous shows. Um, every Wednesday is an interview show, whether it be with an ex player or a fight fan or what have you. And then of course, Sunday is whatever this happens to be. But, uh, last uh the course this past wednesday uh my guest was carlin nordstrom um he was a lot of fun to talk to great guest once again i'd like to thank carlin for coming on and uh yeah we talked about his career in the in the sjhl and then of course he went on to western michigan and played college and then a couple years of pro uh from the american league uh to the west coast the western pro and uh you know we had some stories and uh it it was good so i encourage people to go back and check out that interview not only that interview but um like i said i've interviewed uh and mcintyre and uh kent staniforth and roman volpat and clark wilm and riley emerson and on and on so uh mike mcwilliam so i uh definitely like i said definitely encourage people to go back and and check out uh, previous shows and um but yeah guys and then as i mentioned at the the start i'm uh i'm a proud my proud member of the hockey podcast network um you know uh on the network all the nhl teams are represented in podcast form so whatever uh fan whatever team you're a fan of um there is a show for you and uh I, myself, Terry Ryan, Brad Leib were on the original content side of the network, um, so I encourage you to uh, check those shows out. But uh, yeah, as far as the network goes, I know they really wanted to, um, you know, cover their base as far as they wanted to have all the NHL teams represented, um, have some original content. Like I said, um, you know, whether it be uh, myself, sort of like i don't know what do you what, what do you want the enforcer podcast i guess um fighting podcast um terry ryan of course from like an ex-player perspective uh, brad lieb is of course an ex-player as well and his is sort of a life after hockey podcast and uh and yeah and then of course there's an analytics show and what have you so i mean they they really tried to cover their bases as far as everything that the, that is involved in the game of hockey um as, as terms of what people are talking about so yeah, so definitely check out the hockey podcast network and try to and find your show. And um, for my off network friends, of course, I have uh, Joe Big Joe Lazito over at the uh, Coliseum Chronicles. It's a it's an Islander based enforcer podcast. Joe's had great guests on from Mick Fakoda to Dean Ewan, Jason Strudwig, Aaron Asham, Eric Bolton. Um, and this week's episode is the first of. I don't even, I don't even want to venture to guess how long this interview is going to be because part one was like three hours with Trevor Gillies. And, um, I, I think they're in this, they, they've covered junior and one year of pro. Of course, Gillies went on and played 19 years of pro. Um, so, and and like I said, they're three and three and change in. So, uh, yeah, I think this could be like a month long interview with Trevor Gillies, but, uh, no, it's, it's great. And, um, In in all honesty, I was talking to Joe about this and I've talked to a few people about this, but when it comes to Trevor Gillies in terms of, um, if you were doing a podcast, he is a fight podcast. He is basically what you would refer to as your perfect guest. Um, he, he has, um, well, first of all, he's super passionate about it. Um, he is a student of it, uh, remembers everything, um, Gives really thoughtful answer I'm not just saying, oh, he's the only one that does it. There's lots to do, but I'm just, I was listening to it yesterday. Well, I've been listening to it for three hours. I've been listening to it for over a course of a few days. Um, but yeah, I was just in, in terms of, uh, when you're, when you host a, when you're doing a podcast and you, and you ask someone to come on, you're, you hope they're like this because it makes your job so much easier. Um, you just basically give them, Time frame or a name, even, and they just go with it for five or you know, five minutes telling a story on somebody. Um, you know, and uh, and he's told some great stories so far. and I'm really looking forward to hearing the next, I don't know, 21 hours or what have you. But uh, you know, it's, it's cool. I've always been a fan of Trevor Gillies, um, loved what he did. I love his commitment to the role, um, how serious he took it. Wish others would, um. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I've, I've got a little more to say about Trevor, uh, here shortly, but, um, no, he's, it's a great interview. And like I said, and Joe's done so many and, and, uh, Joe's been around, uh, meaning he's old, <laughs> he's even older than I am for God's sake. But, uh, no, Joe has been around for a while and, uh, you know, like I said, so knowledgeable. Um, and, uh, and he, and it really shows in his podcast. Um, you know, he, he uh, turns over every stone and uh you know he, he's in depth and i mean if you want you know this isn't like spitting chiglets or these other shows where it's half an hour and you kind of get a couple stories and you know s- bum slaps and everyone's out the door i mean i'm not knocking spitting chick i mean that's their shtick right that's their show that's their format and that's that's cool um you know i like business those guys i've always i've always said that but um yeah, my, you know, my Joe and myself and, and Alec and, and, you know, we just do our shows a little different, a little more in depth. And, um, it's certainly, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'll be the first to say, I mean, our shows aren't for everybody. Um, you know, that's fine. But, uh, you know, it's definitely for the in in depth hardcore fight fan and, um, you know, and we're and chicklets is sort of a surface show. Um, you know, you'll get a couple good stories maybe out of the guy and what have you, but uh you know they're not going in depth and talking about just junior career and and timelining it, so they just kind of pick out some points and 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 I understand that, like I said, that's you know, their shows are uh, that's the way they're structured, but uh you know myself and and the others guys here we uh are pretty in depth, so uh, yeah. And, and Joe is, and like I said, Joe is, uh, is, is, definitely that. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I just love listening to the show. It's great. He does a great job. And then of course I as previously mentioned, but, uh, Alec over at the five for fighting podcast, same thing. He's had great guests. He's had great guests on from Frank Bialoas to Frank Littlejohn to Rob Ray to, you know, uh, on and on, you know, Jason Renard uh, all those guys. And, uh, and again, Alec, you know, he's not old like Joe and I, he's oh, to be young again. Um, but no, he's, uh, I always say he's got, he's, he, he's got the old soul, right? He's got the old fight soul in a young man's body, but, uh, no. And again, passionate about it. Um, he just got, get back in the game. He's been, uh, you know, pretty busy the last couple months, but he just, uh, uploaded his John Hewitt interview. And, uh, And yeah, and he's back at it. I know he's got some interviews coming up here and, uh, yeah, looking, uh, looking forward to seeing what, uh, what Alex produces going forward here. And, um, like I said, he's, uh, he's back at it and, uh, no, it's cool. So those are the, uh, you know, the three of us here were kind of the, the fight shows and then, uh, you know, uh, also Fred and Dave over at the Slewfoot show and then, uh, dan paul and kelly at the obey the puck show um for some current hockey like i always my famous the tagline i always use is uh i listen to them so i don't have to watch and uh they keep me updated but uh yeah they cover the current game and uh you know whether it be in the nhl the minors the women's league and what have you and uh you know uh half an hour 45 minute shows in and out and uh and and yeah and they're good people and uh i would i would hope people out there uh Support good people and their products. So uh, there we go. There's some recommended uh, shows. And uh, other than that, the uh, I will say the loan. Uh, I don't even want to call him a sponsor. I'm just giving him a plug because he doesn't sponsor my show. Although he sent me lots of cool shit over the years, and uh, so that, that he's, he he sponsors my uh, office decor. We'll put it that way. But uh, Kent Staniforth, there, there's another interview past guest, uh, a former Western Hockey League enforcer, Kent Staniforth, who is owner operator of Fountain Tire in Lloydminster, Alberta. That's right, the border city. So if you're looking for tire, winter tires, all seasons, rims, I don't know, you looking for rims? Get some twenty fours for your caddy. Kent can hook you up. Well, actually, I don't know if he has. I'm assuming he's got rims. I don't know. Maybe he's got some spinners. I've never asked Kent if he has some spinners. Maybe he's got some spinners on the family truckster. He looks like a spinners kind of guy. But uh, no, if you happen to be in the Lloydminster area and you need a tire, a plug, a rim, whatever, definitely Fountain Tire. Uh, Kent's a good dude, and uh, yeah, let's give Kent the business. We'll definitely give Kent the business. <laughs> actually, that was um, actually a kind of a, a, a whatever you want to call it, it a sort of an, a popular upload that I put up on. Uh, I put it on Facebook and on Twitter um, was a a picture Kent had sent me um, oh jeez, a a year or two ago um, and it was a letter that he had gotten from the uh, league vice president about an incident that happened after the game when he slammed a guy up against the wall and it says, please do not do that. if you do this any further if this continues uh, there'll be a lengthy suspension coming and blah 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 it was just a form letter written out to him and it was just it was more just the amusement of it and, uh, all well, the funnier fact that the Kent kept it. And, uh, yeah, he was saying that the, all the things my mom keeps, she must be so proud. And I think I, I said something about, uh, that's that's going on the fridge door. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that was pretty funny. And actually, um, actually going through some of the pictures Kent sent, he actually, um, seems like he saved quite a bit of, just little scrapbook like clippings and stuff. And, uh, it it was cool. And I'm just going through some of the pictures that he had sent me and, uh, and really enjoying it, especially that old, you know, that, that old Western hockey league, you know, back in the late eighties, nineties, it's just like, that's kind of like right in my wheelhouse. And, uh, yeah. So I really enjoyed going, actually he sent me a really cool picture. I should put up on social media of him and, uh, uh, and a young Kerry Toporowski at, at Saskatoon Blades camp. Um, as D partners, imagine that. We'll go in one of those corners and see what happens. But uh, yeah, it was re- it was really cool. But uh, like I said, Kent, Kent, uh, like I said, he's doing well and 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 he's um he sent me a bunch of autograph posters and stuff and jerseys and um you know which you know I always he certainly shouldn't have done that and and I agree, I mean I really appreciate it. I mean I the best I could do for him was some old, some old deep Western hockey league DVDs. I mean, I wish I had more stuff for him, but, uh, yeah, no, he, he's been, uh, it's been, it's been nice talking to him. And, and like I said, it's the sort of the power of the podcast, right? I mean, outside of, uh, you know, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to have that conversation with him. And I stopped by and Lloyd at his shop and checked out his office and we talked and, and, uh, and, it, and had that, um, that personal interaction with him if it wasn't for the podcast. So, um, You know, as much as uh like I would say I get on here and rant and rave and loathe social media and bitch about the podcasting sometimes. Um obviously there's been a lot of good that's come out of it as well and uh and 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 Kent was one of those people. So um I know he listens, so I appreciate it, Kent, for everything that you do. And uh and like in all seriousness, I, I joke about oh the sponsor, the fountain tire and all that, but Legitimately, if if you're in that area, um, you know, give Kent the uh, the business with the tires, and and he's a good dude. And uh, what do you ever say? Shop local, right? So, um, yeah, Fountain Tire, Lloyd Minster. But um, yeah, guys, um, yeah. To go back, oh, I was talking about the Trevor Gillies. Um, <clears throat> it, it, just listening to him and this passion, and and um, you know how serious he took he ser- how serious he took the role. And, uh, with the training and the mindset and, and just mentally and physically and, and to do it for that long and that many fights and, I mean, played 19 years pro, you know, how many, four or five years junior, um, you know, all the, the, the mental toll and, and the physical toll it takes, but, uh, just how he trained and was, and was so into it and, and keyed up for it. And, um, you know, I just, it's it's funny because I I go back and I can remember because what what just a few years ago he retired, um, but he had been playing in the last three years in South Carolina in the East Coast League with the Stingrays. Oh, and it was almost nightly on Twitter that these you know the Wheeling fans or whoever be crying about him that he's mean. Why is he in the league and he's a goon and and you know on and on. And here this dude's almost forty. Still the toughest guy in the league. I always say he's probably the toughest guy in hockey, even at forty. But um, and they're and they don't know why he's on South Carolina. Really, you don't know why. I remember having this conversation. It was funny because these tweets. I, you don't know why that South Carolina would have him on the team. You seriously? I was just looking up. The guy played four hundred AHL games, three hundred East Coast Hockey League games. Played in the NHL. He's nineteen year professional. You don't know why he. you wouldn't have him on an East Coast League team with a bunch of young 20-somethings. You don't know. Really? Moron. Like, yeah, no, yeah, what would he know? You know, God, these people. It's just like, you know, it was like having another coach out there. You know, and, and just how to, you have those guys around because that, you, you they know how to be a professional. They can show these young guys how to be professional, whether it be off ice workout, diet, uh, just mindset, what you do at the, get ready for the game, how to conduct yourself. Like just clue in, like, what do you mean that? Why? uh, 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 moronic. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, and it was funny. I looked, um, South Carolina. The three years Gilly was, was there, the first year they lost in the third round, the second year they lost in the finals, and then the third year was I think second round of the playoffs. The team success. So you don't think he had a little bit to do with that? You, you fucking idiot! You know, like, but they just cry that he's mean. Well, that's you know, again, I always sort of thought that was the point. Um, you know, I. I Again, it's, it's this, it's this new age view of, well, they don't know what enforcement is. They just think it's these mic'd up videos where it's, can't wait to work out with you in the summer, bro, after they're in their penalty box and bum taps and, you know, and, and they think this is enforcing. So when somebody actually takes it seriously and is mean and is like, yeah, you touch, you touch one of my teammates, I'll kill you and mean it. And if you're not going to fight, well, I'm going to force you to. And if you don't, I'm going to slam you around. And they don't know why. They don't, you know, and this is, they don't get it. Like, oh my God. Like, that's how neutered it's become. Like, so when you have someone like Gillies who just, at that time frame, I mean, he didn't, none of his actions in watching the videos surprised me because that was the 80s and 90s. That was, I watched, that. that's what it was growing up. So it wasn't anything earth shattering to me, but I suppose for a 17 or 18 year old seeing that, you know, it's like, oh my God, it's Captain Caveman, right? And they don't, you know, they don't, their senses can't handle it. And, you know, oh my God. But I can remember um, when I had, um, I had talked to Luke Karate, played at RHI and played in the BC junior league, but he played in the East coast league, um, against Gillies. And I can remember having this, and he fought Gillies actually. Um, and I remember having that conversation with him and like, he even said like, Oh yeah, like you, our team was fully aware that Trevor Gillies was over there and he made everyone on our bench, you know, shut our mouths and sit a little taller and you paid attention and it didn't get out of hand. Like, uh, you know, like he said, you were well aware that he was over there. And he he didn't have to do too much, you know. I mean he came by the bench and gave the dirty look and had a couple words and yeah, there was no one talking back, you know, and uh you know, and like I said, this is um right right from the opposition. This isn't a teammate saying it, you know. It was uh you know, so he was in a unique position, he was on the other side and uh so and there, that just speaks volumes to the to what uh, a guy like Trevor Gillies brought to the table. And like I said, in a very unique and a very elite enforcer, like knew the role, knew knew how to perform it, had no qualms about performing it, um, was a real old school throwback guy. And yeah, to watch him in those last few years in East Coast League, oh yeah, it was completely. Foreign and a fish out of water like no one knew how to take them like you know these young guys you know he just put the fear of God into people and uh, yeah and but you know and, and it's a shame that's not around anymore and, and you can tell it isn't because look what you got and um, yeah so I mean you got guys running around and everything else and you know so but uh, yeah he didn't when Gillies was there so it was really cool and i'm and i'm really you know and i mean <clears throat> tyler and them over at the at the fight stories didn't it did have had him on as well and <clears throat> and it was great too i always uh, i'm actually sorry about that i should have talked about it when i was talking about other shows um i never purposely mean uh leave these guys out it's just it's funny you always just sort of get you know i always sort of sponsor uh pump up the same shows and you sort of have your you know your whatever you call it, your routine and. Um, and I've, and I've always forgot to mention fight stories and it was never on a personal reason or anything. Um, I enjoyed Tyler and the guys, I, I like their show and, uh, and they're good guys. Um, so definitely fight stories. Um, but they had, they had Trevor on and, um, yeah, it was good. It was great. But, uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm just getting there, uh, the refresher here with, uh, with having Joe, Joe having him on and, and, uh, you know timelining his whole career and uh like i said just to hear how passionate he is about it and uh and um and it'll be interesting going forward in the interview you know when you get to the you know of course the famous pittsburgh game and stuff when he's yelling we so mean he's yelling at the fallen player uh, yeah yeah well there's a whole backstory to that and then, I mean, the American Hockey League, towards the end, when he was in Abbotsford, oh, he slammed this guy's head off the ice. Yeah, no, not really, but it looked on video like whatever, but he's shaking the guy, and there was a reason for it. It wasn't just because, you know, but again, let's up in arms over it. Oh, the mean man, because God forbid anyone's mean playing a professional sport these days. But um, no, and it was, it was definitely refreshing to hear um, Trevor, anyway, and I look forward to hearing more, but, uh, be- <clears throat> hold on, I gotta, <clears> throat> my throat's hurting. itchy. hold on. <clears throat> it was, um, it was, it was funny, uh, who was I talking to now? I can't remember who I was talking to, but anyway, um, <laughs> this is not for anything, it's just more just just made me giggle because um when i first started uh working um at, at our in the environmental department um obviously we have an equipment center uh with mechanics and blah 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 right so you'd uh you know uh, take the trucks in and um if it's not overnight you kind of just tell you to roll into whatever bay and if it's a tail lights or you know a quick little fix you kind of just hang out while they do it and jump back in the way you go right anyway so So, you like, I know some of the mechanics and the people there, um, from just, you know, taking equipment in and talking to them and whatever. But I mean, I never, obviously, I'm not a mechanic, but so I never really worked in that department. So I don't know them intimate, all the guys over there, because there's, you know, 40, 50 people working there. But so I don't know everybody, but, um, but in passing, you talk to guys, right? Anyway, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, pull into bay, whatever. So we pull the truck into bay, whatever, and just kind of waiting for the, it was just some quick fix, whatever. So the mechanics there, and the, you know, they all have the big tool—they each have their own toolboxes on the wheels, you know, the big deal and rolling them around. And you know, people got pictures and stickers and stuff on their toolboxes. Anyway, this guy's got a New York Islander sticker on his toolbox. I don't—I mean, I've seen this guy around, but I, don't, I can't remember his name. But um, I never had any other than a low goodbye conversation with him. But anyway, he's the one kind of working on the truck, so he's grabbing stuff and whatever, and you're kind of standing there twiddling your thumbs and making small talk. How's the weather? You know, that type of thing. But I, so I noticed the Islander sticker on his, on his toolbox. So I am, oh, a New York Islander fan? And, and again, this is like, I don't know, when, 15 years ago, this conversation. Um, I'm like, oh, you're a New York Islander fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, wow, you're always a fan of the team that, uh, that you played for what? Like, okay. Like, you know, this again, we go back 15 years. I was still sort of watching hockey and, and I'm kind of looking at this guy and I know he's a little bit older than me, but you know, not much, but, but, you know, look, you know, six one and, you know, fairly decent shaped guy. Like, it's like, okay, you could, like, you could believe he was an athlete at one time. It's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, but I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I'm like, you played for the Islanders, and he's like, oh no, uh, you know, uh, just uh, out of junior, they they signed me, and uh, yeah, I played in their minor league system for a while, and uh, I can't remember what he said, but he gave it the old uh, he, the knees, you know, or one of the the back or whatever it was. I can't remember, but it was I think it was the knees. It was the knees, yeah, because he yeah, that's right, it was the knees because he kind of gave it the leg flex, and yeah, uh, yeah, I, I the knees really ended things. But uh, I was like. Again, believable. I'm like, okay. I'm like, uh, so you're in the in the American League? Yeah, 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 yeah. Down the, yeah, just uh, you know, just just a step away, you know, just uh, yeah, d- down in the minors, you know. And I'm kind of okay. Just kind of the way he's talking, it's like because most guys would be like, oh, you know, I played in the A or B. you know what I mean? The I they'd use some sort of slang, maybe. The way he was talking about it, it seemed. It was just kind of weird the way he was saying it. But again, I was, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. So you were in the Islanders farm team. And I'm like, what year was that? And I, it was, it was the, uh, it was the late eighties, early nineties. And I'm like, okay, like being a fight guy and whatever, it's like, okay. Like Carrie Clark and Kushner and Dale Henry and those guys. And, and I'm like, you know, I said, so like, uh, where'd you play junior? And he's like, oh, I'm not from around here. Okay, I'm like, so the Ontario League or Quebec League or Junior Eight, like, you know, I'm thinking all of a sudden he's sort of looking at me like, okay, this guy might know a little something here. Because I think what happened, well, I know what happened, is like the other mechanics, like the older guys or whatever, they don't, they're not really in-depth like hockey guys. They're just, okay, yeah, you played in the minors, you know, and th- that's it, they don't. You could tell them a team, and they'd just, oh, okay. You know, they don't care. You know, or whatever. They just, they don't know, right? All of a sudden, he says it to me, and here I'm like, I know the minor league system and guys and whatever. And I think all of a sudden, he's starting to backtrack. But it was, uh, I, anyway, the point of my, there really is no point to the story. I was just, uh, but anyway, oh, he goes, uh, yeah, no, was in the in the minors. And I'm like, so, like, the American, like, yeah, yeah, And I'm like, so, like, in Springfield or, or Capital District? yeah well oh, okay I'm like well which one and he's like oh yeah you know it's just in the minors there and I was just like okay at that point I'm like yeah this guy's full of shit you know like whatever like I don't doubt that he played hockey at some point but yeah he he wasn't playing in the American League or the Capital District but I ended up finding out his name and I went in DB. of course nothing came up so it's like right then you know he's full of shit but um I, I didn't say anything to anybody I was just like yeah whatever let him have his you know he can be the glory in the shop or whatever let him have his story but I just kind of uh, that was neither for here nor there but I was just uh, you know in this day and age of like hockey hockey DB and you know when you can find out information on everybody it's like you know you get some of these guys that are still trying to you know bullshit with people or like I said, just sort of extend the, you know, like a, he, he probably played some junior B, maybe some junior A back in the day. And, you know, I, I mean, is that, that's good enough, man. I mean, you still, you know, you still played at a level, you know, but, you know, there's guys that just have to add to it. But it was so funny just to look on his face when I said, oh, you're an Islander fan. He turned around. He's just like, oh, yeah, you're always a fan of the team that, science you or whatever he said and i'm just like in my head i'm like oh here we go you know because it's like yeah come on man yeah within two minutes i just knew he's full of shit but like i said i never called him on it i mean whatever but um i don't know why i'm sharing that story but i'm 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 filling time it was more just sort of a statement on you know i guess um in a roundabout way just sort of about social media as anybody, um, knows who listens to the show on a regular basis, um, knows that I love to rant and rave about social media. And, um, yeah. And I, I guess it's just it, 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 the, the characters people play, I guess that, uh, and it just struck me odd that, you know, with, with having so much information at, you know, in your, well, in your hand nowadays with a phone on you and stuff. I mean, you can basically instantly look someone up if they played somewhere or what, or what have you that, uh, you know, this guy would kind of try to pull that off. But, you know, it'd be interesting after our interaction if he's still kind of the next guy that asked, well, the Islander sticker, if he, if he brought that up again or if, or if I sort of shut down his whole scam, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, anyway. But, uh, no, actually, well, in a roundabout way with the story that I'm talking about, it goes into the Scott Stevens thing. Um, uh, of course, with this podcast now, um, I decided not only on Twitter, um, but I decided to get back onto Facebook. I had a private Facebook account, which I seldom look at because it just annoys me to read my newsfeed. Um, I'm friends with these people. Why? Some of them. But, um, I decided in just in terms of like advertising, basically for the show, um, to make a show Facebook account. Um, so I've been on there for about two weeks now. Um, and, and, and nothing has changed on Facebook. That's for sure. I keep saying, don't scroll, don't scroll. Because if I do, I just, I find myself just getting irritated or just maybe just disappointed with like players and stuff that i have that i'm following on the facebook account basically i set it up as a a way to um not only share my pictures and videos and and my podcast but um for future guests it's a great place to get guests and uh because i've been i've been relying on twitter or from word of mouth from a different player or hey i got this guy's number but um twitter is definitely a young man's Sort of game, and I'm certainly in the older demographic uh, in terms of Twitter. Whereas Facebook, I mean, well, I mean, at one time, I think pretty much the whole freaking world had Facebook page, but um, there's a lot more access to guys on Facebook. And um, I had, like, I've I've told this story a million times on here, but like Alec and I would talk about it, and he'd be just like, Yeah, dude, you got to get on here. Like, there's so many potential guests, and and he was right. And uh, so basically, when I signed up with the show, facebook it was i just started hitting friends requests on all these ex players and you know just you'd see them all ex player i'll just hit request and you know down the line maybe ask him to come on the show or, or what have you and um or if i have pictures i'm a video i put it up like i've been putting up if they if they friend me on facebook or i think yeah it's, i keep saying a follower but if it's a if they're on the if they're following the facebook account i'll try to put videos of them or pictures and you know just to share for them to share and whatever um uh so where was i going with this anyway um oh yeah with the scrolling so it was just like i've been trying to do that but at the same time much like twitter when i always say don't scroll because it's like if i start to scroll i know i'm gonna read some friggin political horseshit or pandemic horse shit or whatever uh and I'll, I'll just end up just being disappointed in them not that they you know oh they voted different than me i don't care if they vote i don't care what your politics are or who you voted for but when like i said when you carry on the stupidity it's like ugh, really like yeah and they conspiracy theory horse shit and all that it's just like it's so disappointing to read because it's like really you're one you're like you're an idiot too like oh, okay well and i mean there's been a few players that it's like it's unfortunate and actually a couple of two that i really actually wanted to get a hold of and have on the show and it's like i went and like just read their stuff and it's just like i can't have these guys on the show like it's it's embarrassing just to read this shit, and it's like yeah, forget it. It's like, you know, not that they're saying it to me or had any interaction with me. Um, well, one guy I've actually had a lot, and I like I said, I I love talking hockey with these guys and whatever. But it's just at this point, it's just embarrassing to read the stuff, and it's just like I can't, I just, I just can't talk to this person. You know, I'm like no, nah, forget it. It's like that's uh, so disappointing. <laughs> so it's like. If I don't scroll, I won't read anything, so I just won't know anything. So I'll just stay blissfully unaware over here about what a crackpot some of these people are. Um, so, but in saying that, and it, uh, the Enforcer Appreciation Group that Alec has started again. Kudos to Alec for keeping that going and like thirteen thousand members and there are so many pinheads on that site that's a lot of good people too of course and you know i enjoy interacting with them and 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 sharing my pictures and stuff with them but there is a few on there that's just like oh my god like just stop like and and again it goes and what and i know joe always joe was saying this to me last night he's just like i don't i saw you arguing with that guy about the scott stevens thing he's i don't know why you bother and blah 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 and he certainly has a point, and i completely agree with him it's like oh yeah what well, i've always said arguing on twitter is freaking or on social media is just pointless you're not going to change anyone's mind i said most of the time i said if you if you see me arguing on facebook or on twitter <coughs> i'm at work trying to kill time is the only reason why i'm doing it um and uh and and that's the thing and I'm not yelling and ranting and bashing my dashboard because this person will not see it my way I, I don't care about that but most of the time I just if if they're gonna say stupid shit I'll just call them on it like and clearly not everybody because that would be a full-time job yeah I'm gonna monitor I'm gonna be a sheriff monitor social media oh yeah you know but no if i happen to be scrolling and i see someone write some dumb shit well it's just like okay so the dumb shit that i saw yesterday um was the scott stevens thing and i've talked about this on another episode when ty domi was on spit and Chicklets. ty domi hates scott stevens and called him a pussy or whatever and uh so many people picked up on that and uh and scott stevens was definitely a a polarizing figure. I mean, just with the hits that he laid on people and, and, and stuff like that, I get it. Um, and I can, and I completely understand why someone wouldn't want to be a fan. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's just this idea that he was a spot, like this guy's, I, he was a lous- or he didn't say anything about fighting. He goes, oh, he was just a spot picker. So I pointed out his fight card briefly, just some of the names in his fight card. I'm like, well, he clearly wasn't a spot picker. Oh well, then he takes back. Oh well, those were in his early years when he got to New Jersey. Oh, okay. So now you're gonna you're moving the goalposts. Now you're talking about New Jersey. Well, he got to New Jersey. He was 30 in his late, and then went on. What was he in New Jersey for eight or nine, ten years? Late 20s to his late 30s. Okay. Well, so you figure he should be fighting in his late 30s, should he? And even then, I threw out some of the names on his fight card. You're not picking the spots. He maybe he didn't fight that much towards the end, obviously. Again, he's in his thirties. Um top line defenseman. Um, you know, number one pairing, captain. Um why and you have McKay and Peluso and Danico and Daniels and okay, Turner Stevenson and all these guys. You figure Scott Stevens should be the one fighting these people? Again, don't ever coach because you're clueless. But yeah, he still fought. Oh, and then, and then, okay, we're going to move the goalposts the second time. Oh, well, yeah. And then he goes, well, Steve Thomas and Rob DeMaio and Jim Nil are, aren't even, they're not exactly heavyweights. They're 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 not even lightweights. Mm, okay. Well, Darren Kimball would disagree with you because we had the conversation about Steve Thomas and Rob DeMaio, and he said they were both really tough. But idiot here on Facebook, he doesn't think so because he would know. Um, again... And I told him, my reply to him is, and then he's like, well, he was a lousy fighter and he hung on and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, again, you, that wasn't, your post didn't, I'm not talking about whether he could fight or not if he was a great fighter. And he was much better as younger, obviously, when he got older, he was older and he definitely clutched and grabbed more and hung on more. But when, it, when he was in Washington and St. Louis, he would let it go a little more, but yeah, it wasn't like he was John Morasty or anything. Again, he is an all-star Um, I didn't realize that they were supposed to be huge fighters, but okay, this guy's just clinging to this delusion. So, okay, Scott Stevens is a spot picker. All right, folks, I brought up his fight card. Indulge me, please. So 1982-83, he's 18 years old, comes up to the NHL. Um, one, two, three, four... Has like 15 fights in his first, as an 18-year-old. And this is eighty-two, eighty-three when it was like Thunderdome. Like this isn't patty, patty cake like it is now. So he steps right in. Hector Marini, Rod Buskis, Ron Sutter, Bob Nystrom, Ron DeLorme, Paul Baxter, to name a few. And his Ron DeLorme fight's actually really good. It's on my YouTube channel. Go look it up. Eighty three eighty four. Oh, he starts the preseason with uh some guy named McSorley in Pittsburgh. On oh, some guy named Kevin McClellan in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, we're but we're we're picking spots, folks. Uh Bob Nystrom again, Terry Ruskowski, Dwayne Sutter, Dwight Schofield, Glenn Cochran, Jim Kite, Wilf Paymont, Jack Carlson, uh yeah, Pat Price. Again, we're spot picking, are we? Okay. Eighty four, eighty five, 85 uh, Bob Rouse, Don Knackbauer, George McPhee, Barry Beck. Eighty five, eighty-six, Rick Tockett, Tory Robertson, Rick Tockett again, Ben Wilson, some Dave Brown guy. Jay Wells. Oh, we're still picking spots, I guess. Not a heavyweight here. Yeah. Eighty six, eighty seven, Tory Robertson and Knockbauer again. Mike Hartman, Joel Hotto, Darryl Stanley, some Provert guy, Dave Brown again. Boy, that Dave Brown just doesn't know when to give up. Dave Richter, Daryl Stanley again, Gerald Diddick, Alan Stewart. Again, we're picking spots. Okay. So, again, are you hearing the names I'm giving you? We're still going to go with the, he's the spot picker. eighty seven, eighty eight. J. Jay Miller, Michelle Petit. Michelle Petit could throw down, you check out his stuff. Ron Sutter a couple times, Dave Maley, another guy, underrated toughness. eighty eight, eighty nine. Dijkstra, Dykstra, some Nylon guy, Gerald Didick, some Brown guy again. Pat Verbeek, Jeff Chickren, Steve Thomas, Alan Kerr. 89.90. Nyland, Caulfield, Talkett, Basil McRae, Dave Manson, Troy Millette, Scott Stevens, 1990.91, 91 Fight Card, Van Dort, Ron Stern, Kiprios, Joel Otto, Dave Manson, Mark Potvan, Dirk Graham. Are we seeing a pattern here, folks? Really? And you're going to call him a spot picker. See, now this is how I know you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, or you're just being a troll. 91.92. Dakota, Probert, Van Dorp, Sorella, Domi. Then, oh, oh, he's at this point, pardon me, he's in New Jersey at this point. So, this is when he tailed off. Because, again, we, we went back to, oh, he only fought in Washington. He didn't fight in New Jersey. He, he picked his spots in New Jersey. Uh, Jansen's, Kevin Deneen, Eric Lindros. Eric Lindros again, Jeff Auders, Alan May, Phil Crow, Jim McKenzie, Craig Baruby. Again, we're picking, he picked his spots when he was in New Jersey. This is in his late 30s now. Bertuzzi, Lindros, Owen Nolan, Darren McCarty, Jeff Bukaboom. 99-2000. Huscroft, DeMaio, Jay McKee, Steve Webb. 2000-2001, this is when he's really trying to slow down you know, and pick his spots because he's, he's a pussy. Uh, so he only fought P.J. Stock, Luke Richardson, Rick Tockett, Sandy McCarthy, and Andre Nazaroff. Yeah. That's what a lot of first line defensemen were doing in their in their late thirties, fighting PJ Stock and Sandy McCarthy. Uh O two, O three, you only had the one fight, and then he puts yeah, see Pataglia, yeah, real killer. I just listed you off like what, twenty legitimate heavyweights that he's fought over the years, but you highlight the 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 Bates Pataglia fight to prove your your point. Okay. And he only fought once in O three, O four. Yeah, and it was against some guy named Brashear so at 39 years old Scott Stevens was fighting Donald Brashear because he's a spot picker why do some people feel the need like maybe do some reach I know this is asking a lot and it'll never happen but if you're going to come on to it especially if you're if it's on your own Facebook page or your own Twitter account so it's just you speaking to the ether um, you know whatever Say whatever you want. No one's going to check you on it, apparently. But when you join uh, an enforcer group, where I would like to say most of the members are knowledgeable, and this is the horse shit that you post, well, yeah. Like I said, I'm gonna, I might, I might wield some administration power, and just you're out. Not that you're arguing with me. I don't care about that. You don't like Scotty. I never thought he was that good fighter. That's all you had to say. Okay. I'd probably mostly agree with you. He wasn't that great of a fighter, especially towards the end. He was a real... He hugged. Per, you know, self-preservation. He was a hitter. He wasn't really a fighter. Well, but again, I can't really say he wasn't really a fighter when he has 150 career fights. And and if he played now, he'd be friggin' Godzilla. You know, but, yeah, he in terms of actual fistic ability, no, eh, not really. He wasn't that... Later on in, in his career. No, he really... He uh he tightened up and really went for the protection route and I don't blame him and clearly I'm sure New Jersey management told him the same thing idiot but uh, yeah but the fact you're gonna you make some you make some extremely stupid point ignorant you get called on it I list some of these guys you're still gonna double down on your stupidity it's like okay. Like I said, you can argue with me that he wasn't a great fighter and whatever. That's fine. I respect your opinion on that. But when you outright say he'd never fought, and when he did it was against a bunch of nobodies and he picked spots, and then you hear that fight card and you still cling to your statement, you're just an idiot and just say you were wrong and move on and that's the thing that amazes me the most is just the amount of guys that can't say they're wrong it's it's okay instead you're going to double down and just look like a bigger moron all right anyway thank you for indulging me but yes the scott stevens is a spot picker argument is moronic and yes, Ty Domi called him a pussy, because Ty Domi doesn't like him. And that's fine. That's Ty Domi's right. He played against him. I'm sure there's a lot of people. I'm sure Paul Korea doesn't like, and Eric Lindros don't like Scott Stevens either. And that's that's their business, not our business. But to call him a pussy? Um, okay. Now you're just you're being an idiot now. But let's move on. Um, as I said, the best in the West polls. Um, I really enjoy going back and looking up the old newspaper articles. And, uh, again, these are from the Regina Leader Post, and they were done by the players and coaches. So, again, legitimate, not just the writers or fans. No, like legitimate, the coaches and players, the people that really know. So, um, you know, you can actually take... um, You know, there's a lot of... Obviously, the highest credibility you can have with these ratings, because... It's done by the players. I mean, I'm sure there's some, you know, kabuki shit going on a little bit. I mean, oh, you got to vote for our guy. You know, sure. But, you know, nonetheless, you're going to get a very pretty decent, far more accurate portrayal of the actual rankings through this way than through a fan vote or what have you. Anyway, um, it was, uh, I, I did the last, I did the first three years of the 80s uh, last episode. So, uh, or last Sunday, Um but in 1990, the best in the East voter by far was Scott Daniels uh, with 44 of the votes. Second was Jeff Odgers. Third was Jim Matheson for the Regina Pats. Then Cam Brown, Clayton Gaynor from Medicine Hat uh, was fifth. I think Josh Mazur must have been voting. Uh, then Dan Cordick, uh, Darren Bader, and Drew Sautel wrapped it up for the Blades. Um, I see Bader all over these lists and it's funny because being a Saskatoon guy, I remember Darren Bader, but I don't remember, I'm not saying he wasn't, but I'm just trying to, his fights don't really seem to stand out to me for some reason. And I don't know why. I'll have to look into it. I've seen him on these polls a couple times and it's like, really? I'm like, okay. Um, again, this is the player saying it, so far more legitimate than me. But um, yeah, but 1991, um, number one fighter in the East, Dan Cordick followed by Dean Malakok and Clayton Norris, um, Darren Bader again, uh, then Dave Nielsen from Prince Albert, uh, some Staniforth cat from Moose Jaw. I heard of him. And then Bob Lokes from Moose Jaw and then Jason Prasovsky from Medicine Hat. And I can guarantee he had a full mustache and looked like it. Well, he should have been higher considering he he was 38 years old. (laughs) If anybody has seen a picture of Jason Prasovsky and junior, you'll know what I'm talking about. um, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, well, amazing Kordik, uh Kordik, Norris, and and, and all being on the Medicine Hat Tigers tells you how tough that team was. And of course, Loughs and Staniforth and Moosejaw. and uh, and uh, well, Dave Dave Nielsen out in, uh, in Prince Albert and uh, uh, and Bader again for the Blades. Um, ninety, actually, I have an eighty nine ninety Blades tape. I should look. He's got to be on there. I got to look some stuff up. Same with Drew Sattel um but yes so there you go The couple more years of the of the best in the east categories and like as i said as the sundays go on here i will uh i will go through a few more of those rankings like i said i kind of dig that sh- I, I love that doing that stuff but uh cordic norris it's a pretty good top three right there i'll tell you but uh there you go but uh well, guys, we're fifty minutes in. I'll just wrap up here. Um, you know, like I said at the end, here we'll talk about the, my fighter spotlight. Last week was Tanner Lasan. This year, uh, you know, I will. I'll be redundant. I will stay in the Western Hockey League. Um, this this player, unfortunately, uh, was signed as a free agent by the Minnesota Wild. Um, he did go to the Traverse City camps. He fought a few guys there. His name is Josh Caron. and um, yeah, big kid, 6'4", 230 um look really big in these fights um was pretty much in his final year of the west he played four years in the western league in his final year pretty much considered the heavyweight champ i would say him and darren kramer um who he fights a few times um uh he was signed as a free agent by minnesota uh went to two traverse city camps and old dave there filmed them a couple times fighting randy mcnaught and one of them um but then uh, he played uh, in Orlando in the East Coast League with him. He would come up and play in Iowa uh, for two two years. He kind of went back and forth in the East Coast, the American League, didn't play a lot of games, didn't get into a lot of fights, had some injuries, and that was it. So I think injuries probably ended his career. Or he just, I like, I don't know the story if it was injuries or he just said, ah, this isn't for me, I'm done, um, you know, which is certainly possible, Um yeah, but if you go back, a lot of his Western Hockey League fights are on HockeyFights.com. dot com. Again, this is why I'm picking the player spotlight. I know there's a million guys that could do, but uh, I happened to be looking him up the other night, and uh, and because I forget, right? Yeah, I remember him being around. I remember guys, saying, oh, we got to see this big kid, you know, and uh, you know, classic Minnesota Wilds. Got to, Wild definitely has this hard on for taking big, huge, big, huge Western Western League kids. I mean, if it's not Bjugard. Um, well, John Scott wasn't a Western guy, but big dude. John Scott, Aaron or Derek Bugard, Matt Cassian, Riley Emerson, now Josh Curran. Like they definitely like their tough, they're big tough guys. And uh, like I said, arguably was the Western Hockey League champ. Um, if you're gonna, if you're just sort of looking up, you want to just look up a couple fights with Josh Curran. Look up the ones with Darren Kramer, uh, Dylan McIlrath. Uh, of course, you folks listening will know him was a Ranger draft pick they have a really good fight and uh and uh, another one uh you UK fans will know this one uh Jake Doty Dotty, Doty whatever you want to say Doty um Jacob Doty um another big kid who probably in his final year of junior was probably the champ of the league at this point when they fought when he fought Karan he was the second year in and they have a really good fight um But yeah, so there you go. Check out Josh Caron. You will not be disappointed. Big defenseman, uh, left, you know, through both, but look, look really strong with his left. And, uh, and I, not that I'd forgotten about him, but like I said, you go back, I see so much footage you forget. So to go back and, and, um, refresh on his, uh, on his fights was fun. And, uh. Yeah, again, like it's the same thing. Like I said last week with Lasan, I said selfishly, I wish these guys had gone on. I'd love to see what they would have done at the pro level. Um, it's a shame Karan, you know, either, you know, fell him. it's too bad he didn't stick with it, whether, uh, or just stayed healthy, because um, it would have been interesting to see, you know, and like I always say, of course, everyone here knows, clearly just by listening to this show, that I have a fondness for the, for the Western guys. So, um, yeah, Josh Karan. Uh, definitely check him out as well as last week's spotlight, Tanner LaSanne, certainly who certainly wasn't six, four, but, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, definitely a middleweight guy. And, um, there we go. There's our fighter spotlight and there is our episode for today. Um, yeah, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, like I said, we, uh, every Wednesday, uh, is an interview show To be completely honest, I have not interviewed anybody, so I don't know what's going to happen on Wednesday. I'm hoping to have someone for you. Um, Hopefully have something scheduled for tonight, but it's not looking good. So uh, hopefully he gets back to me tomorrow. But uh, in the meantime, I'll I'll be talking to you on Wednesday regardless, so we'll see what happens. But uh, until then, everybody uh, have a good uh, start to the week, and uh, let's stay safe, and I will uh, talk to you Wednesday. Thanks, guys.